0: The American satirist Josh Billings once said, there's a great power in words if you don't hitch too many of them together. Um, lady named Jessamine West similarly had once said, a broken bone can heal, but the wound a word opens can fester forever. The great seer of the modern age, Joy Bhattacharya, once said, with great power comes a great electricity bill. No, he didn't say that. I just made that up. But Joy is back with me, Ratin Basu. This week, after what seems like ages to go into a freewheeling discussion on words of various kinds, as you might have guessed words of the year, contronyms, backronyms, crazy, strange word origins, and much more. So, let us put the word out for this latest episode as you listen to our podcast, Fact of the Matter. So, we are back, and hello, Joy. So good to hear your voice and so good to be doing this podcast once again. How have you been?
1: Wonderful to be back. A bit more busy than I would hoped. But uh, we've got some time again. It's the end of the year. It's time for some cheer and it's time for Fact of the Matter. And uh, it's
0: the end of the year. As we We are rolling up towards the end of the year and what a year it has been. But the end of the year, when it comes into the world of words joy, also means that uh, there will be some announcements from various dictionaries and various universities about words of the year. And uh, what better of fitting way to start this discussion on words, I thought, than to actually, you know, find out a little bit more about which of these words in the year 2022 have come up in the lists of people who have been using it or searching about it or talking about it. So that is our main course, as our listeners would all know. And today, we're changing the format of it. We are not going to have too many of the breaks or too many of the, you know, various segments. We will go as we flow. Like dead fish, Joy, we'll go with the flow. I found that somewhere. Okay, so I'll start off joy with my first word of the year and this is from dictionary.com who have recently declared the word of the year for 2022 to be woman yes this word was chosen as it was the most frequently searched word throughout the year so according to a report published by dictionary.com woman is a one of the oldest words in the english language and you know it's not just fundamental to vocabulary but also to who we are as humans but The search for the word woman apparently spiked more than 1,400%, which is a massive leap in the year 2022. And... They say that, you know, from their research, that this spike is in relation to a lot of separate high-profile events, Joy. So many crucial events took place across the world in 2022, with women leading the way. The starters, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson becoming the first black woman as the U.S. Supreme Court Justice. You know, in banning abortion, Uh, a lot of protests happening in Iran, Mahasa Amini. Uh, The whole world is, you know, up in arms and up in flames over this. The death of Queen Elizabeth II, the world's longest serving monarch joy. And uh, the spikes began at the end of March in 22 with just U.S. Justice Jackson's election. And, uh, you know, it's it's a rare case of not just a word, Dictionary.com said, in the spotlight but a whole definition altogether so woman who would have thought of that i mean you know 70 million users per month joy in dictionary.com and um, yeah the word woman came up and it's fantastic don't you think
1: <laughs> yeah I, I you would expect they'd know the meaning by now i mean woman is hardly a i mean that's the surprising one But I think there are a few others which have been generated by strange searches as well. This woman, what are the other words up this year? Um, So the second one I have
0: is again, uh, the Cambridge uh, dictionary team. And uh, they, uh, it's a fantastic story, actually. So they have chosen a word which may surprise you. And the word is Homer, H-O-M-E-R, like Homer Simpson. And they say that when they looked at the data, to see which words were searched for the most in 2022, Homer stood out. It was searched or looked up on the internet more than 79,000 times this year. But Joy, you are thinking Homer, baseball, everybody knows about it. Every year, you know, people must be, like for example, in the US, nobody would search for the word Homer. They all know what it means, but what happened? And the story is on the 5th of May this year, an amazing 65,401 of the 79,000 views I said happened on that one particular day. Do you know why? why? And the reason is the word Homer was searched by players of Wordle, the popular uh, online word game.
1: Uh, yeah, I remember it. Now I remember. Yes, it wasn't Wordle. It Correct. was a Wordle word. And for so it must be the non American guys wondering what is Homer, exactly. correct? And be the Brits and everyone else from the rest of the world wondering what does
0: Homer mean? If you want to means basically. so, Wordle for those listeners who are not aware, I'm sure a lot of you know about it, but it's a very popular online word game in which users have six chances to guess a five letter English word and uh, you get your points accordingly. If you crack it on the first guess, then that's the best, etc. Homer was the answer on May 5th. So speakers of American English, I think, immediately recognized it as an informal word for a home run. However, uh, many players, as Joy, you rightly predicted, outside the US may not have heard this word. In wordle, you can't use a proper noun, so Homer as the name would not have worked. But you know, people would have not thought of it that way. But a lot of uh, you know players. Uh, actually express their frustration apparently and annoyance uh, I, this I can
1: completely yeah if so, that came up I mean I remember getting it from the fifth clue and wondering why did they put a word like Homer it just it felt like cheating it felt like the New York Times has finally taken over because you know remember Wordle was created for an Indian girl Palaksha right Josh Maudie created for this Indian you know girlfriend now wife Palaksha, so look, it should have, you shouldn't have used a word like homo. I'm sorry, I don't agree with you, New York Times but anyway. But
0: to, to add on to this joy apparently this is called the wordle effect, right? And it attracts users to not only common words like for example Homer or humor, Uh, which is the american english spelling with h-u-m-o-r but also to some really non-familiar ones like caulk for example c-a-u-l-k which is i think to do with uh, painting the outside of ships give it giving it isn't that caulking with tar isn't that what it is yeah Yeah. yeah, yeah. and then words like tacit or words like bayou you know this is something which is called the wordle effect so lots of these words but this i thought was a fantastic uh, story and a fantastic bit of trivia why the word homer (laughs) (laughs) became the most looked up word in this year so those were the two words which immediately
1: Came up to me as words of the year. What do you have, Joy? Uh, uh, look, there's a, I mean, they call it a word, but it's actually a term, and it's called goblin mode. You know, Oxford has chosen goblin mode as word of the year. Right. And I, goblin mode, basically, what it means is that you you know, you're like a goblin. Goblins are said to be really dirty. They keep their houses really badly. So when you're in goblin mode, you're not cleaning up, you're not washing up, you're just sitting out there like, you know, normally and doing nothing, allowing yourself to go to seed at Home. Right. And it's living in an unkempt way where you're not wondering. And you know, you don't switch on your camera in goblin mode. You shouldn't be taking selfies in goblin mode. And Elon Musk, apparently, he said that you know he's gone into goblin mode because he's preparing very hard. That can't hurt in making the word even more popular. But goblin mode is interesting. And I think it also reflects on the fact that, you know, you've had two years of people, you know, spending large amounts of time at home. And therefore, the tendency to let yourself go also happens. So, you know, Goblin Mode is the word for 2022 and it's surprising. But I'll tell you, words of the year very often sort of tell you what the year is all about. Goblin Mode literally tells you about the last two years. The word of the year 2016, post-truth. Of course, Donald Trump comes to the presidency yeah <laughs> which is you
0: know <laughs> i'm surprised i'm i'm surprised it's not alternative fact i thought that was something which yeah, yeah. it was which was also very trumpian in nature but you know you talk of goblin mode joy i think all of us have been in goblin mode in the last couple of years especially when the pandemic was raging and we were in lockdown mode probably not only in india but all over the world all of us had this <laughs> goblin mode. So yeah, I can totally understand why that
1: would come through. What What else? Yeah, there's another interesting one I want to say. There's actually another term for words which people have attempted to make popular, terms that people have attempted to make popular, but they haven't managed to. And uh, there's a great example in 2009 of PETA, you know, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Right. They tried to popularize the term Sea kittens for fish. Okay. Now, the logic is that the idea is that the moment you think of fish as sea kittens, right. you think of them as cute things like kittens, you're not going to eat them or kill them or do anything. So oh, my Peter, God. <laughs> sea kittens for fish which automatically tells you that in bengal that that terminology would not have reached too far but you know it is what it is as they say kitten.
0: Sea kittens. sea kittens sounds i mean I'm, I'm trying to think um <laughs> let's say somebody gives you a, a couple of piranha or, or drops yeah, them yeah. in a swimming pool when yeah, yeah, you it's are it's around true. and and then you are you are let's say horrified and you're scrambling to you know go swim towards the edge and escape escape and then they say don't mind they're just a couple of sea kittens <laughs> uh, how would you? How would you really believe? I mean, this is taking things to a different level altogether. Wow! Sea kittens. This is like ooh, amazing. Um, and that's the fun bit about words. But uh, words are not just about this. I I was actually doing some a little bit of, a wee bit of research. And I came across this uh, extremely interesting world called, you've heard of antonyms, Joy, and acronyms, but uh, I came upon something called contronym. And contronym, basically, is um, one word which actually means the opposite if used in two different cases. So, for example, the word sanction. Now, sanction can mean to authorize, approve, or allow. So, let's say, my parents wouldn't sanction video games in our home because they thought they were too violent. That's one use. But a contronym means sanction can also be used as to penalize. So, the school said they're going to sanction the students for arriving late to class. Similar... The word is which I thought was overlook. Overlook means to fail to notice, perceive, or consider. So I hope my teacher will overlook the fact that I haven't finished my last homework questions. But overlook can also mean to look after, oversee, or supervise. The manager was required to personally overlook the transfer of valuable materials every evening. So I didn't know about this word, contronym. But you know, once you once you start asking for examples, it's very nice. Dust is another one. Joy. You yeah you dust this. you dust the bookshelves to keep them clean. So you remove dust, but you also dust your pumpkin bread with a sprinkle of cinnamon. So baker likes
1: to do that. So that's to add powder or dust. It's brilliant. Yep. Or oh, there's also something. There's another word. I mean, uh, another word I remember. Or this is cleave. So cleave can also mean splitting something and also means uniting the two together. But you know, there have also been words which have meant exactly the opposite. Like setup used to be upset is originally to set up, to put things together. So, you know, that's also there and these can also change and uh do you know joy that uh, there are also examples of
0: words which pronunciation or the word composition got changed so for example uh do you know butterflies were initially called flutterbys and that's that's how the that's how the name changed I mean I mean initially they were called flutterbys somebody thought you know maybe butterfly sounds better than flutterby. I don't know why it, it maybe just got changed in speaking no, no. Uh,
1: what about burn sites so sideburns burns were originally by the american general ambrose burnside so Burnside were these big whiskers that you had hmm. and burnside suddenly became side burns which oh, actually wow. sounds a bit more accurate in the sense that yes it is a, you know it's a side burn almost on your face and so yeah, and, there are all sorts of stuff have you heard uh, of a retronym ever
0: a retronym retronym means let me let me get retronym means going back so the meaning of a word now i'm
1: I can't figure this out. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, you're, you're getting there. I think you'd get there if you did. So it's a term which is used later to describe something. So when the guitar, so suppose the musical instrument, the guitar, when the guitar mm-hmm. was originally there, it mm-hmm. was called a guitar. Okay, the original wooden stringed instrument. Now, right. when an electric guitar happened, right. then these guitars began to be known as acoustic guitars. Because right. now you have an electric guitar, which is a different version of it. Okay. Right. Similarly, there were watches originally; they were clocks originally. They were called they were analog. Now, now they are called analog because you have digital watches. So, whenever I call a watch an analog watch, it's a retronym because it was originally just a watch. What has changed is because there's a new watch form. I have to now define it. The Great Petro- First World War was known as the you know the Great War, but once you had the Second World War. It, you had to name it as World War One. F- World War
0: One. That's brilliant. So, yeah. Retronyms are like that. Retronyms. It's very, very interesting. Uh, how they go about it. So from acronyms to contronyms yeah. to retronyms. Retronym.
1: What else? Is there something called a so, backronym? Yeah, there's a backronym as well. Yeah, there's a backronym as well. And backronyms are also interesting because backronyms operate on a completely different level. Backronym okay. is basically most of it is false. So, like SOS was mm-hmm. basically used as a signal because it was three dots, three dashes, three dots. So these are simplest words in the Moss dictionary. Yep. in the most there uh, are two letters. But it became save us, ship, save our souls. But it means nothing. Backronyms right. are also humorous sometimes. You know, Adidas. You know, we remember we as used to say Adidas actually means all day I dream about sports. But it actually is just a name. Adidas. So backronym is a false. Acronym, it's not actually there. Or posh apparently came from the words port, outboard, starboard, home, so that you would never face the sun during a journey from England to India. But all these, as I said, are backronyms. I mean, you you, it was name is there, and somebody creative guys put this out in a WhatsApp dictionary, WhatsApp mode, and then it's become WhatsApp universities accepted it as (laughs) truth. (laughs) So tell me, Joy, which
0: word comes from Greek and Roman times where a person would enter your home and flatter you in order to sit at your table and enjoy your hospitality and food. So this word is derived from two words or 2 subwords from ancient Greece. It's a compound word. One of which means alongside, the sitting next
1: to you, and the other meaning food. Okay, I have a guess, but I'm not sure the second part Tell doesn't me. seem right. I'm guessing parasite. Absolutely. It is from para,
0: which means alongside, and sitos, which denotes food. Yeah, so because I've come across this origin. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, it. Give, it, give us more. And tell me, this is beautiful. So which word comes again? This is from Greek originating in the middle of the 17th century. It comes from two words, one meaning sharp, Greek word meaning sharp, and the next meaning foolish. So sharp and foolish, two Greek words, getting together, has given us this word, which today exists in the English language and is known to all of us. And there is another very interesting thing about the word, which I'll tell you later once you give me the answer.
1: Uh, Take no, a guess. No, you got me. No, So not, nothing.
0: Sharp in Greek is oxus and foolish is moros, from where the word moron comes, so moronic. So it's oxymoron is the word. Right. Oh lovely, lovely and lovely, lovely, the beautiful lovely. thing <laughs> the, the bit of trivia about the word oxymoron is that is it is in itself an oxymoron like a self definition you can't be sharp and foolish at the same time right yeah, i mean yeah. from,
1: from that it's Contrary, point. contrary so, definition yeah contrary absolutely.
0: definition so this is i thought something lovely, which lovely.
1: Nice. But, oxymoron is an oxymoron is something which is worth remembering it's fantastic joy
0: <laughs> since you have been always very excited about uh, central mexican languages from the past (laughs) so there's the nahuatl word for this vegetable slash fruit means testicle okay the word and uh could you take a guess this and i'll define this this superfood actually it's 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 a it's defined as a superfood very healthy a lot of people across the world are bringing it into their diet plans and so on and so forth it's also a fantastic sma- a snack uh, when mashed up, and so on, and so forth. But the central Mexican language Nahuatl word for this superfood means testicle. What am I talking about?
1: Tell me. Take a try. No, no, I think I know this one. I know. I think I know this. This is this is uh, this is avocado.
0: Avocado, absolutely. It... This is an avocado or avocado. It's. <laughs> And they grow in pears dangling from yeah. trees. So that's about, probably one of the So I'll give that, you another yeah. word.
1: So you're talking about avocado comes from testicle. Yeah. The word testify apparently comes from testicle as well. So the word testicle is basically what happened is in Rome, in ancient Rome. Yeah. When two people took an oath. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Both stand opposite each other and hold each other's testicles. Okay. Yeah. So, and they promised to take an oath of allegiance because... You know, that's the most, that's as vulnerable as you can make yourself to another male. So they'd hold each other's testicles and they'd say, okay, we swear to work together or promise to be friends. And that's where testify comes from. So when you testify in court, what you should be doing actually let's let's leave it here yeah i'm not My goodness this it. is i i don't even want to <laughs> go
0: any further nor do i ever want to testify with you on anything if this is your way of right <laughs> no, okay. yeah. and the uh, feeling okay. yeah but but talking <laughs> of rome again just just you know a stream of consciousness just gets me to ask you then that you know in ancient rome a lot of workers who would build stuff were often paid in salt and not in money and This payment of salt to them uh, led to a certain word. Do you know what word it is? It comes from the Latin word. Yes, salarium. Um, So from there, the word salary comes. So everybody who gets their monthly salary or weekly salary or annual salary, remember there have been some predecessors in your life who actually never got money, but got salt. And it was actually accepted because salt was a very precious commodity joy. It helped preserve food. It was an antiseptic to cleanse and treat wounds. In fact, a man worth his salt probably comes from, that phrase comes from this origin. So that's that's, uh, from ancient Rome. But again, we are talking... Look,
1: it's it's there in India also. I mean, you look look at it. Right. If you think about it, totally it is... Simply as you know, you look at it. Uh, uh how do you have a term? Where does it come from? Right. I have eaten his salt, that means I have served him, means when I was khaya. this whole dialogue in Shole Where right. does it come from? So namakhana ki means that I pay for you in salt. So, so in that way, worth his salt, namakhana, all these salt for ancient times was a very important thing. the only way you could keep food preserved, and so it's fantastic. But You've now led me off on a train because, you know, that's how soldiers were paid. Salary. Correct. And one of the things, obviously, dad was in the army. So, one of the things that I was always been fascinated about is terms for soldiers. So, soldier itself, for example, and they're all over the place. So, soldier comes from soldarus, which is soldarius, soldier, which is originally from a type of coin. Again, the way they were paid. Okay. Okay. Yep. And from there, the other words... Lieutenant is a very interesting word. So originally, you never had just lieutenants. you'd always have lieutenant colonels or lieutenant generals. So suppose I'm a general. Mm-hmm. A lieutenant general is a tenant in lieu, a lieu tenant. That means when the general is not there, I will take over. Oh, wow. So a lieu tenant. General means when the general is not there, the lieutenant general takes over. Takes over. The lieutenant Colonel takes over from the colonel. And that's how the word lieutenant comes. So lieutenant comes completely from that. And even the word colonel actually comes. So a lot of these are French because I, I don't know whether it's Napoleon who made it so or not. But so colonel also comes from the guy who reads a column or a colonel. Okay. Okay. And the person who was in the head of the column became a colonel. Colonel. And that's how it basically came about. So, really fascinating. I mean, so mostly Latin, French origins are where most of the norms in the army comes from. So, on that line, if you
0: remember how the ancient, in, 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 you know, historical Japan, you have the samurais, right? Who would be associated Mm -hmm. with the shoguns or with their lords and so on and so forth. Now, when the samurais would sort of cut off their connections with their lords either because of the lord's death or because of some other reason etc they would be called they would be like sort of free to do what they want or attach themselves to anybody and they would be called Ronin right very famous word also big movie Ronin which has nothing to do with Japan etc but a fantastic action movie nevertheless but do you know that these mercenary knights actually got its name because they could be bought for a price by lords, any lord, and had no loyalties to any particular cause. But a certain word referring to them appears in the literary work Ivanhoe by Walter Scott. And uh, I think he describes a kind of mercenary knight that would fight for any side for payment. And this gives a word which today is probably in the last two and a half, three years has not been more relevant. I mean, it's like unbelievable. So... Do you know the word? So
1: yeah, yeah, I think I know this one. I think this is because I, I actually love Walter Scott. You know, the whole he was the guy who introduced me to this whole romantic legends, and you know, so uh, I'm going to go with freelance.
0: Freelance, absolutely, and they were freelancers, and so the word yeah. freelancer actually first appeared in Walter Scott's Ivanhoe. So that I thought was, you know, going on this, but there's there is another uh, fantastic story since you were speaking of, you know, soldiers and words which have come from soldiers, you know, from the world of soldiers. I'm um, I'm actually changing this to let's say the navy. Do you know where the word admiral comes from? Because that's a, a naval term. It's a naval commander, uh, admiral of the fleet, so on and so it's, forth. Which is high... it's Arab, right? It is it is, Arab? it is. it is. It is. It comes from the the Arabic term amir al bahar, which means commander of the seas. Crusaders picked this term during their encounters with the Arabs, perhaps as early as the eleventh century. And the Sicilians and later the Genoese, who were fantastic uh, seafarers, they took the first two parts of the term and used them as one word, amiral. And from amiral, it became admiral.
1: So you know, okay, do you remember? I'll give you a quick one, which I I think we've done this before. But yeah. why rear admiral and uh, why you have rear admiral? So in the in the ranks, it's rear admiral, vice admiral, admiral. So the Admiral was always, if there's a fleet, he's in the center of the
0: fleet. Let me... Let me tell you why. I think I think I have a perfect answer. So you know, if you have done well in life, in the world of the navy, et cetera, and you have gone up the you know up the ranks, and you are a fantastic leader, you become an admiral. You have a fleet, etc. But over the course of your career, if you start developing, you know, life is lonely in the high seas when you are actually chasing other um, you know uh, enemies, etc. And you know, there's always the you know the swaying of the the boat or the frigate or wherever you are. And you might develop a few vices. So if you pick up a few vices and they are not that bad or that you know important, you'd call a vice. <laughs> but if you pick up some particular vices which basically you know which basically make you look uh, very bad in the eyes of your fellow colleagues and your fellow seamen, then what happens is you are punished. And the best way to punish you is to send you right at the back of the line or the rear of the line. So therefore, you become a rear admiral. So tell me, John.
1: <laughs> You're not that far away, actually. Right? The truth is, in any shipping, in a fleet of ships, warships going out for war, uh, any encounter, the admiral would be at the center of the fleet. You know, The command okay. ship would be the center of the fleet, most protected. Correct. Correct. The vice Correct. admiral would be leading the guard in front. And yep. the rear admiral would be bringing the last ships at the back. So he'd be commanding the ships at the back. So that's admiral, vice admiral, rear admiral. I think we've done it before, but yeah, I just love it so much. I, it's just, I think my
0: uh, explanation, Joy, if, if we can push it into the pantheon of supposed origins, might actually get more hits and become a yeah, serious yeah, yeah. contender You're, for what's the I word of university? the year. Word of the year yeah. in the Joy dictionary.com. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. I want to I want to talk about one other, you know, form of word which I, I really love. There's a word called a calc. C-A-L-Q-U-E. Okay. okay. Calc is basically when you have a literal translation of something. So for example, there's a fantastic Bengali word, okay, mm. which has actually given a calc in English. So Bengali, there's a term for mischief. It's called Bandrami. Okay. Okay. And that is what is given the term monkey business in English. It's literally from Bandur and, you know, Bandur being monkeys being up to some mischief. Right. So monkey business literally comes from Bandrami in Bengali, which is so fascinating. And all these characters are like, <laughs> like the market literally comes from Marche of Pusis, which is. March of you know, market of flues of fleas. So literal translation, a word by word translation is called a calc and calcs are really fun. So the language which has a lot of calcs from English into its own is Malayalam. So do you, Malayalam, know, do, you, do you do you know what uh you know two two
0: traveling fleas said to each other? Do you have an idea what about what they would typically say?
1: Shall we walk or shall we walk or take a dog? Yeah. Off-colour jokes, I think this is the end of the year. People I don't want to hear off-colour jokes. Anyway, so I'm going to go back and I'm not going to allow myself to be distracted and say, yes. okay, so Malayalam has a lot of calcs from the English language. Okay. So lion's share in Malayalam has become Simha Bhagam. Okay, Manedha, literally. correct. And... Uh, Cold War became Shita Yuddham. So they've literally taken the translations and they've put literal translations out there. So those, those are calcs. And I think calcs are actually fantastic. Bandrami, I'm still saying that from Bandrami, how monkey business came about is something that really I found fantastic. So since you
0: said that my effort at uh, cracking a joke was a disaster, let me ask you that from ancient Greece, the word disaster originates. And the word disaster is actually linked to the influence of stars because the ancient greek believed that events on earth were attributed to the movement and alignment of planets so this is meaning bad and aster meaning star so a disaster literally means a bad star or a bad omen or your stars are not aligned and that's how the word disaster Comes in and then you know it's meant into old Italian also as disastro in French it's desastre so you know there's a link but that's how the word disaster comes but to avoid any more disaster and you know this is this is the time mm-hmm. I think Joy we should do, do you have anything else before we no no, no I us? want to add one more word because
1: Tell it's, me. it's go, it's, go for because it. because it's just because you said disaster I want to add this which is fiasco it's such a lovely word and fiasco comes from Italian sounds so Italian fiasco? yes yes yeah. So, which literally fiasco means a glass bottle. So, when, you know, glass used to be blown. It's a very of skillful course. process where you blow it and you make it. When you get it wrong and the bottle is not usable, mm-hmm. it was a fiasco.
0: Fantastic. What a lovely, lovely, lovely. story. Lovely. I mean, This is brilliant. This Maybe. is brilliant. But uh, before this uh, special podcast, as we come back becomes a fiasco or a disaster, and I'm sure it won't, we would like to quickly draw this episode to a close. But before we go, Joy, do you have a quiz question like we always do for all our listeners and viewers? I'm sure they're waiting anxiously. I've got so many uh, emails saying, when are we starting that again? Okay. One question before we
1: leave. Which Sikh sect, which sect of the Sikhs literally... Comes from a Persian word meaning crocodile. Which Sikh sect? Sec. This sounds like uh, the Sikhs, the Sheiks, Persian, Persian word meaning crocodile. Yeah.
0: This is a brilliant question. So, all of you, sharpen your pencils or clean your fingernails whatever you need to type it in. We would like to remind all our listeners that you can send us your feedback, suggestions, and answers to these quiz questions which Joy asks every episode to this email address, factofthematterindia at gmail.com. You can, of course, catch all our episodes in the past in season one and the previous episodes of this season, the second season on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Report, Stitcher, basically on whichever platform you prefer. Do click on the follow button which will ensure that you automatically get informed whenever a new episode drops. You can also check our website anchor.fm backslash fact-off-the-matter and leave your feedback. So with that, we come to an end of this fantastic, fantastic episode. I loved talking to you, Joy. I loved discussing words. Any, any any, last words for you before we end this
1: episode? No last, no last words. As I said, there's a famous General John Sedgwick yep. whose last words before he died was don't worry, they couldn't hit an elephant at this dist and he was shot. He couldn't complete it. But uh, that... So
0: I will not let you have the last word. I will have the last word, which is the famous Douglas Adams book where the dolphins were the last to leave the planet. And they said, before they left, they left a message which said, so long and thanks for the fish. So have some fish, Joy. We started with fish, sea kittens. We're ending with fish. Fish. What, what <laughs> so have a great, uh, a great week. And we'll see you soon with more episodes, more trivia, news, facts, etc., crazy or otherwise, the fact of the matter.